Kyoda. Welcome, everybody. This is season two, episode one of the Spirit Forge podcast, and um, we have got a really special guest with us here today, uh, my friend and my training partner, uh, Rob Hunter. Um, Rob, I was wondering, maybe, would you care to just share a little intro, um, uh, anybody's listening along, just so they know um, who you are, where you're from, um, you know, where you like, where are you from in New Zealand? Yeah, cool. Well, thanks. Kia ora, Tyson. Thanks for inviting me along. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's it's awesome to do this, and I really respect what you're doing. Um, yeah, well, myself, well, we've had a bit of a relationship over the last uh, probably seven years now, so mm. I've got to know you quite well. Yeah. Um, my history with regard martial arts and, and, and some of my background um, – Really, I only started Sistema, you know, um, seven years ago now, out of a kind of urge to um, have a little bit more physical contact in my practice. Mm. So main, mainly for the last probably 30 years, I've been training Tai Chi, mm-hmm. and I can speak a little bit more about that too, um, how I met my Tai Chi teacher, and, and that's been a significant influence mm. on me. Um, and really, I'm really interested in this idea of of the martial man and the the uh, my my professional um, background in psychotherapy, which mm-hmm. I, I kind of um, bring to this work. Yeah, I think it's actually got a, it's the, the work we do has a very um, useful application for uh, psychotherapy and mm. these types of therapies. Yeah, um, and it's really 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 kind of my interest and um the area I'm, I'm interested in developing and i think sistema has been a great um part of that uh, development yeah mm. well there's a, a really funny old sistema phrase and i don't know who um whoever came up with it it's mm. kind of uh, legendary at this mm. point mm. but i think it goes something akin to um Try Sistema. It's cheaper than therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I I would be really interested to hear a little bit around, um, you know, Tai Chi. I don't know Mm, a lot about mm, Tai Chi. mm, mm, Um, mm. And I know that um, it's a really important thing for you. Mm. How did you get involved in Tai Chi? It's a good question. I've been been doing it for a long time now, but Mm -hmm. um, I've been studying karate gojuru actually for about five years okay i started that when i was at university university in dunedin mm-hmm. when i was about 17 i just wanted to, uh, martial arts appealed to me f- for some reason um and i went along to a class and started gojuru i did that quite serious no oh, I, yeah. I, w- I would say i was a moderate average student okay. practicing you know a couple of times a week i wasn't hardcore you know but i was i, I enjoyed it i was, I was into into, into how, how old were you when I you started about 17 or 18 okay yeah so that's really interesting because mm. my first introduction into martial arts was also karate uh, right. and it was also around when i was 17 uh, okay yeah interesting yeah that's neat yeah yeah I, I had this crazy thing when I was a little boy, when I was really, really young, probably about four or five years old, about that stage. I, it was a very strong memory for me. I was, I remember I was sitting on a bank looking down and through some windows into a church and there were some people practicing karate and I was completely fascinated by it. Mm. I watched it for about an hour. It was a surprising thing for a little young person to do, I, reflecting on it now. But I think the, the, this has been a bit of a echo for me somehow, the, the, this martial interest I've had. 
Um, but the Tai Chi came along really, um, I was getting to a point in the karate where I, kind of, I needed to commit and uh, um, I was... I was was getting to I was having to train I was getting ready to train for black belt I mean and the black belt required quite a serious commitment but I was also at the time I was really um, quite suffering from quite a few um, quite a um, what probably call it a moderate um, emotional disturbance you could say okay and so I was looking for a way to um, settle myself down or, mm. or do something for myself so that was that was more settling more calming i had ideas what i thought i wanted and um tai chi was one of those things that i thought oh, it looks kind of nice it looks like it's calming and i actually learned a form out of a book um but then I was at a, a karate seminar with Fumio Demora, who uh, was a karate uh, weapons expert back in the day. Okay. I'm not sure if he's even still alive. But he was doing a seminar up at um, my teacher's school just up the road here. Oh, he, here, in, here in Auckland? Yeah, just at the um, uh, Benedict Street Tai Chi School. Oh, so, okay. Uh, and uh, there was this guy standing there. He's a sort of really solidly, he looked like a, somehow he impressed me, this guy. It was Patrick. And I went he had a, he, a bit of presence. He had a, he had definitely had a presence, which there was nothing that he did. He, I, he wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't training with him. I mm. didn't even see him train, but I, I was quite, um, there's something about me, about him that drew me to him. And, and I just asked him a few questions about himself. He was quite standoffish actually, but he said, oh, I said, I was, he said he built the building and he studied Tai Chi. He was teaching Tai Chi, and I thought, oh, I'll come along to a class. So that's how I started. Wow. And chi. do you remember, because I, I'll admit, I, I mm. don't know a lot about uh, Tai Chi. Mm. I have this notion that there's different branches and yes, schools yeah, of yeah. it. So yeah. um, w- when you started your exposure, do you yes. know and remember what what that was? or? The, the the style that we learn, or Patrick's uh, teacher was um, Master Huang. He was one of Ching Man Ching's students. Uh, Master Huang was a colonel in the um, Chinese um, guerrilla forces back in when uh, Japan invaded China. Okay. So he was already White Crane Master himself. Master Huang was after the war in his mid thirties, I think, something like that. He was. He was traveling around, um, basically trying out different martial arts masters. I mean, he himself was a master, even at that, that young age, in, in that discipline. Um, and he, he met Ching Man Ching, who was, a, he was famous to have mastered the five excellences, flower arranging, medicine, martial arts, and there's two others that I can't think of right Calligraphy and what was the other one? There was there was one other. Anyway, he was a quite a intellectual, you know, small, nice, nice man. Yeah, he trained with Yang Ching Fu, but he he was not known. To, he wasn't really a um, um, a fighter, you could say. But Master Huang certainly was, and Master Huang challenged him, and um, Ching Man Ching was able to to manage him, and um, mm. Master Huang, Master Huang, Master Huang was. Surprised by that, and actually became a student. Total, really different time. Mm, you know, mm. y- y- you think about that. 
that yeah. doesn't really exist. Does no, it? you know. Well, you know, now it's it's uh, it may happen in some of these MMA schools, these fighting groups, groups that are more fight orientated. Yeah, the train maybe that type of in that frame. I think it's a frame, um, which. But generally not. And so our Tai Chi group, our Tai Chi system, we, we train we, we train the um, foundational aspect of Tai Chi in the martial sense, the pushing hands, but it's not, although Patrick, although we train that, it's not really his primary interest. His, his interest is really more towards... Um, a balanced evolution, you could say. So physical, physical, um, mental, emotional. So the system is very orientated. It's a bit more like a, a kind of a, um, a meditational system, much more leaning that way than a, some Tai Chi, like uh, probably the, um, there's some Tai Chi that's much more martial in its orientation. I would say that's not the type of Tai Chi that we train or have trained. All right. Now, um, for the anybody who might be listening along, mm, mm. and um, they've probably heard of Tai Chi, because mm, mm. Tai Chi is a term and a style mm. that a lot of people know about, mm, Yes, but they may not know about it. No. So what would you feel? That's what, Would it be safe to say that you're training in Tai Chi, that's been a long-term mm. pursuit, right? Yeah. So what do you feel are some of the benefits that you've... Um, Receive from that long-term pursuit. I think the um, the self-awareness that develops is is, is a, an important aspect. But the I, I think the that this the way that our teacher really describes it is is we need to for for a deeper development. You could say like like training the deep mind. He he really he really talks about the deeper part of the mind. Mm-hmm. So to access that deeper part of the mind, you. We really, uh, from his his perspective, from the knowledge he's gathered, we 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 train through the body. So we develop, develop deep awareness through through sensing into the body. Okay. And we look to sense and um, become more and more aware of the deep sensations in the body, like the muscle state state changes. Yes. Um, and try and gain control over those, and. And that is part of the process of um, gaining a, a deeper. It, it helps us to gain deeper access into this etheric field, which is uh, we say the, the non-physical energy connected to the body, which sounds quite esoteric. So, but we, so we train. We train really by quieting the mind. The way we quiet the mind is by listening to the body. So this focus, continual focus, bringing the mind back into the body helps to settle the mind and that helps to calm the emotions down. It, it, to me, it, it sounds a little bit, I guess, from what the, the, the modern conversation is right mm. now on mindfulness. Mm. Yes. It's, it, in a lot of ways. It's very much in that frame, except we, uh, my teacher's a little bit, um, um, He's a little bit. He critiques the mindfulness kind of movement a, a bit, mm-hmm. in the sense that um, it's 
It, it, it definitely has an effect. I know I used to teach mindfulness and mental health to mm-hmm. uh, people suffering from mental health difficulties, and I, and, and I witnessed the benefits of that practice, listening into the body, taking the mind deeper by listening to the breath maybe initially, then, then maybe then people can st- slowly start to develop some awareness in their body. But it, takes, it actually takes time to develop that self-awareness in the body. It, it, it takes a bit of well, effort. It- and it makes me think, and again, I don't know, maybe this is a bit of a loose speculation mm-hmm. on my part, but what potentially might be missing from mindfulness is mm-hmm. that aspect around an ethical framework. Because if you're, let's say, inclined to be a bad person, mm-hmm. you can be very mindfully developing yourself in the wrong direction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And again, in talking about martial arts in a broader sense, mm-hmm. there's quite a few people that in their pursuit of development through martial arts Mm. that they are maybe walking down the path for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. or the exposure to the club environment or teacher that they met um, steers them in a certain direction as well. Mm, Yes. Yeah. The, 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 the idea I understand, uh, and this is, this is the way Patrick's talked about it. Um, Patrick Kelly's Kelly's my Tai Chi teacher. He said, he says, you know, martial artists, Often, if they are kind of committed and they put some effort in, they actually develop power. Mm. They develop quite a lot of power. And that power can be, um, uh, if the personality is not well balanced, it, it can, it can kind of, um, be used maliciously or not for the betterment of others, uh, maybe in a, in a manipulative um, way. Mm. Um, so I think in martial arts, you know, we, we talk about character development. We do. You know, we talk yep. about, and, and you would know that from all your martial arts experience. Yep. You know, character is important and I can really see that. And, and it's the same in spiritual or, or, or mind training work is that at a certain point of development, if you're, if you haven't worked on your emotional, uh, on the emotional level to, to clean out the closet, you could say, um, it, yes, yes, people, if they're, if they're a little bit, um, if their background history or they've developed in a certain way, they've had maybe experiences, maybe there's some um, inner, inner, inner part of them that's, um, um, maybe their conscience is not well developed. I okay. Know, something like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in the in the in the martial system, the Tai Chi system, there are stories of Master Huang dealing with some of his students, like who who went off the rails, and um, he had to attend to them in a certain way, mm-hmm. energetically, mm-hmm. not not in a fight. Um, although he is more than capable of that, but that was never really um, the orientation of the system. Okay. Tai Chi system we trained, although he was very skillful in that, and, and, and there are some very skillful people in that respect mm. but in, in Tai Chi. So if, if I would summarize a little bit of what, what I heard you saying is that one of the benefits that you've derived from your Tai Chi mm. uh, training and sounds a little bit around basically a lot of development and a yeah. lot of training in terms of orienting yourself and orienting yourself in the world. Um, which that never stops, does it? But yeah, I mean the the th- what I noticed coming to Sistema with because it's a lot more hands on 
I would say, and much more intention is used, the levels we use, 1 to 10, you know, well, we don't really train at that level, but we're training more intensely, is that um, I found that my um, the alignment in uh, releasing the structure development that you do in Tai Chi was very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about sinking in Tai Chi, and actually you have it, and we have it in Sistema too, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that because we've trained it, and I've seen it, and I've felt it with Sistema people, so it's curious to see. I, um, I suspect uh, Sistema developers took some of the internal arts into the system mm. that we train. But I found that very helpful on that very pragmatic level, that the, the structure was quite well trained. Mm. Um, the, 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 there can be a certain amount of imagination that builds up in Tai Chi practices and practitioners, I think, around what they we believe, you know, we can do perhaps there's a there's a reliance on the myth around Tai Chi of this mythical development in terms of these higher powers um, mm. you know that the capacity to control people energetically you know we see that mm. even in, you know we see the non-touch work in Sistema too which has been um, um, it, it, it it's certainly controversial I think because you know, it doesn't look it, it doesn't look real, you know, because mm. people are not touching. But on a on a level, I do believe that's possible. And on Ovix, I have said I could say, um, you know, we can all experience intention mm. um, on not on that level. I think um, if we if we're aware of it. Well, I mean, it makes me think a little bit around like whenever you start to get into groups like that. I guess like really what we're talking about is martial integrity. Mm, yes. Right. Mm, essentially. Yeah, basically. And I think there's levels of that. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's a difficult conversation to have because like Very. every, everybody is going to say that their experience is mm. probably the most authentic and yes. then you want to go test it. And, you know, so, yeah. I mean, you know, you go step in a boxing ring or you oh, go yeah. step in an MMA mm, cage, mm, I guess, mm. or something like that. And, and, you know, in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu context, you're going to go have a grapple. Um, and yeah, everybody's going to have a pretty intense experience, get pretty puffed and hopefully everybody's going to be okay at the end of the day. Right. Um, but I mean the, from a civilian population, I always think that you're going to be at a bit of a disadvantage, um, because the access that a civilian population is going to have to test something from a martial integrity point of view Mm. is going to be within a, uh, sporting combative paradigm, Mm. which is very valuable, but it's still, um, I think a step removed from some of the wildness that would happen downtown at midnight, yeah. you know, or something like that. And so I guess the question becomes like, how do you develop and strengthen people in a civilian population, yes. um, without turning them into yes. brutes mm-hmm. or monsters? Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think there's a couple different pathways, but that conversation about martial integrity always comes up when you're doing things that are softer or, um, uh, having those kind of conversations where topics like grounding yes. or uprooting mm-hmm. or things like that kind of come into play. Right. Um, and that normally gets lumped in with, uh, Tai Chi, mm. uh, Aikido, uh, Sistema, some branches of Sistema or some practices. Um, and it all kind of comes through. 
on the on your point about the the no contact work mm. i think i have two thoughts on that so on the one hand i think that there can be groups and clubs of people mm. that fall into um i guess basically established roles mm. and a degree of groupthink as well which um you can see happen from time to time right um and those are hard molds to break sometimes mm. um i don't know i've never had any experiences in training with any teacher um in any martial art actually um that does anything related to the the no touch work the only way that i pragmatically understand how it works is that it's based on um risk and self-preservation right so uh like you're doing some knife training you got a blade you know that blade is there you're going to respect that because you want to keep yourself safe and so you're preemptively moving out of the way. That's my only pragmatic understanding of where some of that work comes from. Um, everything else I've seen, I don't know because I don't have a context, mm-hmm. right? Um, and yeah, so it's difficult for me to rectify even within the Systema community because mm-hmm. um, for the teachers that I have access to um, and the people that I've trained with, everything that they've put forward, they've not even really... Um, brushed up against it mm-hmm. or they haven't it hasn't come up in the teaching i mm-hmm. suppose right mm-hmm. so um i don't know i i think it's difficult um that conversation it is a difficult conversation yeah. definitely and, and i mean you claiming that uh, um too loudly would be foolish and we see the results of that with you know the the Tai Chi master getting challenged in China and yeah. getting smashed and and he was exposed and, you know, and all this kind of tomfoolery really that's going on out there. But it's, it's nothing, it's, it's not really, it's not really something to us, um, in, in deeper sense, it's not, it's not something to show even, to show off with. Some people may do that and you may have stories, I've had plenty of stories around this, um, interesting stories with people who I do trust, and, and, and mm. I know and they do have integrity. But anyone who cl- I think I think anyone who claims that openly, particularly in the martial media these days or the martial communities, is is, is going to be open for punishing mm. generally. Um, but but that, but but I don't think it discounts the the validity of the of the, de- the deeper level of um, I would say. Um, the deeper levels of the mind and the capacity of the mind to to have have power on a non physical level. Yeah. Um. We we know this from the yogi masters and and that's probably more general population's idea of um you know traveling out of the body and and these types of things. Yeah. Which again are not really something to to aspire to really the the the, the development. Uh, from from Patrick's and, and the system we train's point of view, it needs to be balanced. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I think that you know we we see we see the non-touch work, and uh, you know it, it does put pe- does expose a certain um, it does expose people. I think when they're offering that or showing that, I've seen plenty of that on on YouTube and, and on, on that media. Uh, of some very, very um, high-ranking, you know, masters and assistants. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I have a hard enough time moving people with my yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do, I do too. But it's an interesting conversation, and I, I think that the um, the the systema attends to this. Actually, interestingly enough, 
um, this idea, and I've talked to you about it before, which um, which I've talked to you and some of our friends around, the yep. idea of the energetic field and uh, extending the field and, and how you sit in your field was really brought home to me training Sistema, you see, because um, we train under easy conditions. You know, you could say easy conditions in a sense. I mean, there's a psychological stress when the teacher comes up to to disrupt you, but generally, it's it's not painful and it's not with assertive uh, intention. Uh, I'm saying that generally. Of course, that may vary across mm. systems and, and, and systems. I've often thought about how to frame this. Mm. If, if I understand what you're, you're saying, right? You know, it's it's around. A heightened awareness, mm. um, but it's also anchored in perception of threat, right? Mm. That's how I've experienced. The mm. very first powerful experience I had of that was when I started doing um, kind of harder uh, kata style mm. with uh, weapons. Mm. Um, so out of some Japanese traditions, you know, so you're working with uh, the Japanese um, wooden training sword, like a mm. boken or a short quarter staff, um, like, uh, called a Joe and they have some forms and you're, you're going pretty hard and you feel a real sense of threat because it's a weapon, mm. so to speak. Right. And that begins because you don't begin in contact, you begin in a degree of proximity. And so the training starts when you have that engagement with the mm. person mm. and then there's a go. Mm. And so um, you start to really zone in and you have that awareness. Um, and I've always struggled in a way to, uh, to equate it or to explain it. But um, energetically, as you phrase it is as close as a description mm. as I would encounter. So that was when I first experienced that. And I've done a lot of training in martial arts and then, the training becomes very collegial mm. and friendly and, and not jokey, mm. but it can be casual. Yeah. And if you don't get exposure to, um, I guess some threat or risk or stimulus, right. Um, you cannot experience that. And mm. I guess that's where I've seen a bridge, um, built in the system paradigm for me anyways. Mm. What I've yeah. seen is that, um, because we do a lot of contact work. Um, and so for people listening along who may not have that context, right, it's it's a lot like bare-knuckle boxing, right? Yeah. So we don't wear protective equipment. Mm. We don't wear gloves. Um, and, you know, we'll strike each other and, you know, yeah. do that hitting. And then, as you know, <laughs> it hurts, right? Yeah. So it really dials you in uh, to be, I guess, very aware of what's happening. I'm not sure if that was um, the connection point that you were making. No, that, but I like that connection. I mean, I, and that's very important. I think what for me, you know, I can do Tai Chi forms very deeply and calmly and uh, and I can train these deep, the you know, these deep kind of um, principles, yeah. which is awesome. And we have some physical application and, and, and that's a beautiful, skillful, sensitive art that absolutely is, is is amazing i think it's fantastic yeah but um you know when you got somebody clubbing you in sistema and it's hurting man it's not so easy to stay relaxed no it's not <laughs> <laughs> and, and that sort of for me exposes me and that's what i came to sistema for because i felt my i needed to test my own integrity around what I thought, 
you know, I had developed. And, and Sistema absolutely helped me with that. Not at the level of, you know, I mean, taking my daughter to the MMA gym to gym because I, 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 she wants to learn kickboxing. So we're doing some kickboxing, doing the pads. We're not, you know, in the uh, MMA classes or fighting classes. We tra- All the guys are there training, gnarly, you know, down city kickboxing. Mm. So that was a wake-up call for me, honestly, to go down there and, whoa, okay, um, this is this is different. This is, this is these guys are training to fight. Generally, some people are there just because for health and fitness to learn some skills, which is fine. But um, I think for me, it was very important to have my um, to be to to have for for you as an instructor to put me on the ground and and and, and do that and to strike me and to do a grapple, go into a. Um, on the floor, standing up, striking, training, all the things we do to, to feel that, to feel that combative stress, which is different from a... I think combative stress is, 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 is very... Um, uh, it's, it's intense, and different people deals, deal, deal with that differently. I think that I notice my anxiety, how that really comes up and that real combative stress if it's a real situation. And I think that... Um, that's something that I think is unpredictable, mm. and I think Sistema goes quite a long way to to helping at least attenuate some of that, so you are more survivable in these situations. There's more survivability mm. rather than having this sort of imaginary idea um, of. Uh, for, this is just for me. I'm not talking for other because other people's motive for doing. I mean, I'm, we're just talking about Tai Chi right now because that's going to be my foundation. Yeah. And and people do these internal systems for many different reasons. And and and, and I don't begrudge anyone who doesn't do it for martial arts. Well done. Good on you. It's awesome. It's a it's like a, it's similar to qigong. It's, it's qigong. It's not qigong, but it's similar. Yeah. Had a lot of benefit from it. Um, and you do learn some really awesome, beautiful skills. But um, if for me, if just for me, after I'd been in Shanghai training with my teacher, with um, you know people in Shanghai, you know we're training in the park, and in, in China they're very used to being very close proximity, and people would walk really close to me when I was training, and I was thinking, what, what, what if they just jumped on me and grabbed me? What what would I do then? You know, mm. how would that work? So it was a little bit of a um, a questioning that started from there. It was really interesting you mentioned around um, traveling to other cultures and countries that mm. have um, different ideas of what's normal or acceptable in terms mm. of uh, proximity. Mm. Um, I've experienced that myself. Um, mm. I lived in I've lived in a couple Asian uh, countries, uh-huh. um, and I grew up in Canada. And yeah, in Canada, you got your space. Yeah, you know, mm. it's a big country, anyways. Mm. So there's you know, and like even if you're even if you're out and about, let's say in a mall or something like that, um, you know, people still, even if you like bump into somebody by accident, they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, you know, people are very mm. precious about their personal mm. space. Especially and, now with COVID. Oh, and uh, yeah, geez. And it's gone to a place where I think there's dysfunction yeah. associated with mm. what's been happening mm. um, with this pandemic and people being scared. Um, and again, I think that's another healing aspect of martial arts that people are going to need is that people are going to have to know how to be able to touch people again. Yeah. Right. And, and that quality of touch and be able to do it. Um, I rambled off on a point, but you know, you made a point earlier and I wanted to touch on it mm. and you were talking around how exposure to um, certain things in Sistema were helpful in terms of meeting yourself mm. and stressor situations. Yes. And 
the point I wanted to make was that there's a really important um, role for a instructor in those scenarios. Mm. Um, and I know it's something that I really pay a lot of attention to because not all of our training is in that place, mm. right? You edge into it yeah, and then you move away from it. But I know for me, I'm always watching and uh, observing when I see somebody get to that place that I need to make sure that they have a bridge back to the other side mm. where whatever they experienced, it made them stronger. Mm. And I have this whole idea around when you meet those uncomfortable places, it has everything to do about the context of whether you acquire strength or trauma out of the experience right um, a skillful instructor is going to take you to a point where you're will be challenged and you'll acquire strength mm-hmm. from it yeah um, an unskillful instructor or uh, somebody who lost that moment potentially that person could acquire a trauma right yeah yeah absolutely and to see that does great. Well, I, I was really amazed. I thought it was fantastic. The roundup circle we do, I think this is a very positive thing. I've never seen it in any other martial art. Well, let, let's and again. Some people maybe don't know. Mm. So um, what that's about is that at the end of class, there's a circle up, mm. and people have an opportunity uh, to speak and to share, mm. to reflect on what their experience was, yeah. um, whether it was good or difficult, challenging. Mm. Did they learn something? Mm. Um, it's kind of a, a bit of an open forum, really. It's 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 very much. I think it, it's possibly the military background to it. But the idea I, I really appreciate is, you know, you can be vulnerable, and it's okay, mm-hmm. and, and and you're supported. But but you know, um, aspects of the training are pretty tough too. So, but it's allowing that because I think I think people's trauma does come up in training, and if you're not a sensitive instructor, mm. uh, it, you 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 can miss opportunities. And I know one of my developments has been uh, around my level of um, agitation as it rises, and how at a certain point um, I, I kind of I um, I step over that limit. I've noticed that in my training. Mm. Uh, it's it's like an emotional reaction. It's a it's a. I, I, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it, it points. Sometimes it's it's out of context context to the relationship I have with the partner. It's just my button has been pushed. Maybe I just don't want to be dominated. Mm. Uh, maybe it's pushed off. Some, maybe, maybe something else has happened for me. I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm scared. Mm. Um, but I I find that the this this watching is very unusual. Uh, the watching your partner being conscious, being able to take it up and down um, to um, watch the cues. I think this teaches something something else in terms of relationship skills and, and, and skills on uh, application because we talk about application outside principles, but actually in the do- in the dojo in the sessions. We're applying that very much. I, I really uh, find that. Uh, I really think that's a. Uh, um, I can appreciate that from a, from my psychological training because the training is very. Uh, there's a certain graded exposure we do to the levels of intensity. Yep. Um, and if you if your partner agrees to go hard, well, fine. Mm. But if if they're not really agreeing to that, that's not fine. 
And, and I think that's 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 right. You know, it it makes me think when you talk around that um, encouragement mm. to pay attention, mm. not only to yourself, but to pay attention to what's happening to your partner. There's a lot of things happening there. The first thing I thought about when you said it was that that's a kind of internal training. Absolutely. It's emotional training. When, when we talk about internal training in martial arts, you know, everybody's kind of thinking around, um, you know, uh, chi or energy mm. or is there something uh, metaphysical or mysterious happening, right? Um, and I think that's a, that's a separate conversation. But there's different kinds of internal training. And in that context and in a martial context, being aware of yourself and also having the capacity to be aware of what's happening around you is not only tactically and strategically important from a martial paradigm, but it develops you as a person as well. I think the, the interesting thing um, that we spend, a, you know, one of the pillars of the Sistema is breath work, yes. which is huge. And... Um, I think the what happens often in conflicted situ, uh, conflicted transactions, our um, personality is put to the test, and our our kind of all our developmental developmental experiences come more into the foreground. Not just early, but experiences throughout life come to the foreground in terms of. Conflict, conflict management, conflict resolution, how we've managed conflict, how we've dealt with people who have not been nice to us, who have um, hurt us. Um, so I find that the being able to, I think the breath is one of these bridges that helps to calm the psyche down. And, and, and I still have plenty of work to do. I, I know I have work to do around that, but it's a little bit like the combat of stress uh, of a of a of a um, contact yeah. of that kind of uh, martial contact we're talking about because relation and this is I think where the where these martial I think all martial arts are awesome by the way I, I, I'm not uh, but I've just I just follow the ones I'm interested in and, and you know I, I, this is the conversation I I don't really like this whole thing about this comparison and this and that but we're just talking about you know what we have oh me training I, me either i i i think you know anybody who kind of wades into that conversation and says oh listen like what you're doing is wrong or it's this or it's that it's like man you need more people doing training yeah you do and like I, and, yeah. and what what wherever they find it and whatever they're doing i mean under the proviso that you know they're not doing themselves or other people harm i guess right like you don't want to see unhealthy cultures or things happening but you know, if you get into this big debate and you say, oh, you know, don't do Tai Chi, mm. you need to do like some Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, man, like Tai Chi. Like, it doesn't matter. People want different things, and that's okay. Absolutely. We just need more people doing stuff that's going to bring some awareness into their body and build their health, right? I just have to say this with Tai Chi, if you're going to train hard out like that and, and do that type of um, type, um, sport type fight, you, your training would have to fight. The, the traditional training, for instance, what I do would have to shift the. You'd have to train for that. Yeah, you got to train There's different. No, I, I, I personally can't see really a way around that. You can apply your principles and everything, and yeah, sure. But I do think it would be nece it's necessary to train in that if that's what you want to do. Mm. I, I think people who it's been. I mean, 
for me, it's a little bit naive not to think that. But you know, mm. people will disagree with me on that possibly. But I want to say this. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, with that, that's part of the important things I think with the work we do is that the, the that's the application for part of the application for relationship work, and 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 most of us um, are not um, you know enlightened in in that sense of pure. You know, Balanced egos, right? Yep. Um, some may have more stable experience and backgrounds. Some may maybe have this very um, kind of um, we call it a, um, a um, we say a, like a, um, a karma disposition. Um, but generally, people have something there in the history, something in their background. Mm. Um, people are either frightened of conflict or they approach it too assertively. Or they're caught in the maze of their own uh, cycle of uh, perhaps abuse, mm-hmm. and that just gets projected out into their relationships, family, friends. You know, generally, if people behave badly um, outside their family, they're behaving badly in their family. Yeah, I think. Okay, I think that. I, I think it's not a, a big uh, hard shift to see that, but this training does help. I think to help people to learn to um, gain some skills. Around how to manage conflict, I think the the you'd be naive to think no psychological work is necessary. I, I don't know if I agree with that idea. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, um, after many years of working as a therapist mm-hmm. with people who have done martial arts, I think there's there's still work to be done, but I do think these systems can really um, help provide that kind of development. And 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 and, and in the mindfulness tradition, uh, which is I wouldn't call what I've done, although it is a mindfulness tradition in many ways. There is the idea that if you go deep, you don't, you know, the, the psyche will heal itself. The high psyche will do the work. Right. But some people have so many barriers that, and you can, I think the systema shows it too in the physical work we do with the massage work, the work we do around pain and relaxing and breathing. Mm. I think it does bring well, that up. Maybe let's, let's try and hone in on some aspects that we experience in Sistema mm. that we would say are uh, strengthening, uh, positive, healthy, or therapeutic, mm. right? So I would say one of the things and I would put on the table would be experiencing adversity mm. in a challenging environment but a safe environment, mm. right? Yeah. Um, what do you think? Are there any others that you would identify? Um, I think safety is 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 part of the uh, matrix. Mm-hmm. I think a certain trust in safety. Um, you know, when you're training, say, to win, mm-hmm. in that context, it's quite a different. I think it's quite a different mentality. Although it's mediated by um, referees, so you're you're um, referencing in a sporting yeah. context where um, you are training to win. Which, um, and sorry, there's nothing wrong with that. We, we, we you know we want we want to win. This, this is this is a part of a, the the archetype we train in a, in the sense of the this warrior archetype. You, you, you want to have the intention to win. It's interesting it's, it's because foolish not to. It's 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 not. It's pragmatic, it's, right? Well, yeah. what, what are you training people to lose? Mm. <laughs> That's what I, I you know. We, we don't want to 
train that. We want to train really, but uh, to yeah. Well, that's that's what I meant when I said before when you're uh, as an instructor, what you watch for. Oh, sorry. Okay, I slightly missed that. Yeah. So okay. when 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 you're watching people and you're they're experiencing a moment mm. that might be challenging for them, you want to get them to the other side so that they whatever it was. Now you don't know whether that what that was happening was because of themselves. You don't know whether it's because of the partner. Yeah. But either way, you know, you'll you'll know something's happening mm. and you want to get them to the other side mm. successfully. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, the other part that I was saying. So, like, when you say, like, we're not training to lose, right? Mm. 100%, right? Mm. You, you know, you, you're, you're never wanting to reinforce or develop um, that mentality. That mentality really. or pathways or mm. connections where people are becoming weaker or mm. losing. But it's interesting because, you know, what you were saying has made me think too, and I've spoken about this on other podcasts, is that people come to training for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And they often don't come through the door of, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm here for interpersonal development. And I think no. this might be like a really cool way yeah. to experience it. Like, yeah, that's no. like, I'm sorry, that's no. like, that's a unicorn yeah. student, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That is, you're right. Yeah, it's, that's it's, like somebody comes in because they no got, way. um, a past history of abuse mm. or they had something yeah. traumatic happen or mm. they feel weak and they want to mm. get strong or they're scared and they want to learn self-defense or mm. whatever. Right. Um, yeah. But the, all that makes me kind of think about what, what you're talking about, right. Is that wherever that person comes through, um, yeah, we need to help them get to the other side. What I think is interesting when you talk about trying to win is that in the beginning, I think the average person wants to win over the other person. Mm. In the end, you realize you're just trying to win over yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a thing in Tai Chi, sort of uh, invest and loss, but I'm I'm not 100% convinced about that saying. I think there's other translations around like you know, um, accepting the bitterness of defeat. Um. And in a, in a practice like, you know, we're tra- training collegially generally, so we, we don't want to be, you know, one of these people who only wants to win. That's not what I'm saying. I, I'd say, but we, we need to train cooperatively, some, cooperatively sometimes, of course. That's what we do. Yeah. But the intention to succeed, winning or succeeding, or having the intention to achieve an objective, these are very important. Um and I think that there was back in, I think back in the 80s, this idea of kind of training that out of men almost. This, uh, yeah, and, and it didn't work. It didn't work well. And, mm. and, and we want to train men who are good, healthy, balanced men and women. Yeah. You know, but we, you know, we're talking. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's interesting. It's a bit of a hot topic of our mm. times mm. right now, right? Um, and speaking as men, mm. I think, well, we can wade into that pool because we're talking about men. I don't know if I'd want to um, be two blokes um, pontificating no. about the, the state of women, but I think we can talk about men. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because, like, the last 20 years of my professional working life, I've been working with a lot of um, damaged young men and men you know whether i was working as a youth worker or i was working as a probation officer 
or, you know, uh, working in prisons or doing this, you know, all these different things I've done. Um, I still don't have my finger on the pulse of it. Mm. You know, all I've seen in common there is that they had a pretty rough go. Yeah. Generally. So that was okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. You have a difficult upbringing, mm. you experience trauma or abuse, mm. you develop some maladaptive, maladaptive coping mechanisms, get a little bit of problem with um, drug and alcohol. Okay. That's a pretty surefire recipe for antisocial behavior and not very successful life. Mm. Not going to achieve things on, mm. you know, a pathway that you might want to follow. But in terms of what's been happening in like institutions, schools, universities, public schools, all this kind of stuff, I hear and I see a lot of discussion around how it's becoming more difficult for um, young men mm. and how that is cascading into imbalances of what's happening into post-secondary education, that we're getting an imbalance in terms of educational systems that seem to be rewarding um, girls or women comparatively to boys and men, mm. um, and that that is starting to show a bit of an imbalance in terms of what's showing up and graduating out of mm-hmm. universities, which is what's showing up into workplaces, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know, though, because it's been a long time since I've been in the mix, and so... Like I've recently gone back to school and you know, I'm doing some postgraduate studies. I was the only guy in my class, small class though, you know, 15 people, 14 women. I was the only guy. Now I don't know. Maybe that's just how it was, but I don't know. Jordan Peterson, as you know, would say, you know, women are generally orientated towards helping caregiving. Mm-hmm. Because they needed to, um, to to protect the um, the young, the offspring of right. the community. Yep. And not saying they couldn't, they wouldn't do other things, but this was the more predominant aspect of their personality. Whereas um, men were more outwards, more on the boundaries or the perimeter. They're more generally more interested in things. Um, so, in the helping professions. You would tend to see more women in those 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 professions. I mean, I had the same experience mm. training as a therapist. Yeah, not to saying there's not a mix and there's different. You know, there's different makeup, of course. Mm. But that that doesn't that doesn't really surprise me. Mm. Mm. I don't know, and it, it, it's interesting you bring it up, Rob. When you talk about those general industries, what I have kind of affectionately called the uh, people with problems industry, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it's social work or, yeah. you know, um, the wider circle of justice or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, there is a, a bit of a gender slant towards women. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'll forgive the pun, but I have always been a bit of an odd man out yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in that respect. But in terms of, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, coming back to your point in terms of like, has it changed and is that creating a change in masculinity and in terms of what we see i don't know what, 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 so which part though which way do you with regard to the change in masculinity or what you perceive i don't know like i i, I have i have generally heard this mm. right you know mm. say like people like oh you know um that uh guys are becoming like less manly um this or that i don't know mm. i don't know if i necessarily agree with it but i don't see it like because i only work like I only spend time with the people that I like, 
and the yeah. guys that I yeah. like. I mean, I guess there's a little bit of um, synergy there. They're all really strong guys. They're all really smart guys. Mm. You know, and, and, and those are the kind of people I like hanging out with. You know That's what right. I mean? Um, so I have this kind of, it's difficult for me to see it because mm. it's not in front of my face. Mm. And in my professional work, like I said, actually, what I've ever seen in any of those examples, right, hasn't been, it's been like hyper-masculinity. Yeah. It's been unhealthy, right? And That's it's got the them into trouble. That's side of masculinity. Yeah. yeah. Mm. As this kind of um, strong man, weak man, you know, polar poles. Um, I, I don't know if the, if, if men, I don't, I, I couldn't say much about, I don't know if I could say much about that, but with, I mean, you, you, what, what I can say is, is, is seeing this, you know, this, um, Canadian academic and his rise, his, his popularity and, um, the way that young men have taken up his message, I think it's really hit a chord with young men because I think for quite a long time men have been, well, uh, maybe only guys like us perhaps are in these helping professions. So it's a more profe- a sort of feminine or a bit more feminine profession. Uh, I think what I was thinking about this the other day, mm. what I think is missing is an assumption mm. that your average guy is going to be fine mm-hmm. and that therefore they don't need encouragement or support. Mm, mm, mm. And on the back of that, or in contrast to that, mm. there's been an abundance of encouragement for mm. um, young women mm. to do this, mm. to do that, you know, build them up, support all this kind of stuff. And that voice or message has become very loud mm. at the expense of not really anything balancing out. And I think that's where Jordan yes. became this kind of like voice that blew up because people were like, well, nobody's talking to me like that. And I need the encouragement, by the way. Yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of men needed the encouragement, needed the message, needed needed that kind of message. I think that there's nothing wrong with men. Of course, we know there's there's we've got two poles. Some people are more on the um, aversive, you say, uh, destructive end, mm-hmm. uh, on both sides of the pole too, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but this message, I think the um, I quite like this. This um, he he's quite conservative in, in his approach, but yeah, but but I do I do kind of appreciate what he's saying, and it's coming from his teachings around the um, his teaching around the archetypes, his teaching his lecture series. So it's coming from something solid, and it, it's you know he, yeah. he he's become well known because of his stand against pronouns in Canada. Well, that's where it all started, right? And I mean. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I, I mm. do think that he is conservative um, in his stance, but from my understanding, rightly so. And, you know, some of the, the more meta-level stuff that he talks about is essentially don't tear down these pillars of society because if you tear them down, you might not like what gets erected in their absence, right? Um, and it kind of goes down to this larger conversation right now and I don't necessarily want to wade too heavily into no. the into the mm-hmm. inclusion and diversity controversy, mm-hmm. but what really seems to be one of the characteristics of what's happening in that space is that it's being defined in terms of identity, gender, sexuality, potentially victimhood in mm-hmm. some aspects, mm-hmm. where realistically what diversity and inclusion should be about is around uh, intellect, diversity of thought, 
you know, sharing opinions. Mm. That's what it means to me. Mm. But it's been smeared with identity politics, essentially, right? Yeah. 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 But that being said, I don't know if we want to veer too heavily down this rabbit hole. Um, I'll come back to um, the, the, the work, the psychological work in Sistema. I, I think one of the things that's coming out in trauma therapies now is very clear. It seems that the link between the breath and the nervous system or the, autono- the autonomic nervous system and that, the, the, this is very interesting because um, Basil van der Kolk is, a, is one of these um, academic clinicians leading the charge in trauma therapies now and so he's he's really this um this this r- reducing the agitation of the, the the nervous system is very very important at the point of trauma so um when somebody's triggered really the way we want to bring them back down to uh, into themselves is really through breath and this is really what he's advocating and teaching yeah. it's part of what he's advocating and teaching and um, this is something that we really strongly work on in Sistema. Mm. Um, if, you're, if, your nervous system, if you don't have a way to calm your nervous system down, it's going to keep agitating. The psyche will keep agitating if the nervous system is aroused. So the, the breath, once you learn to uh, manage the breath, you have, a, you, have a, um, you have a way of calming your system down under pressure. Yeah. And this is really where some of the development, I think, uh, lies calming your emotional, your, your, emotional, um, your emotional system down under pressure. Yeah, because under, pressure, under pressure, duress, or stressors, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think this is, this is really crucial. Um, I would say it's not only crucial in terms of a thing to understand, learn, develop, and know, mm-hmm. but the general pursuit of it and other breathing practices that we get exposure to mm. in Sistema is just physiologically healthy, mm. right? Mm. Because it's not all about experiencing peak stress and calming yourself down. Like, just so somebody's listening along, like, that's not always a nice place to live, okay? So that's not that all the time. If anything, it's around teaching yourself how to get into a comfortable breathing cadence, mm. um, overcoming and not being reliant on mouth breathing, Mm-hmm. you know, getting into that healthy nasal breathing and then a nice cadence, which you'll hear me talk about when I teach classes, right? Is mm. a really like that cadence of four, mm. right? Four in, four out, four in, four out. Maintain as long as you can, right? And then if you got to breathe or you got to decrease your cadence a bit, that's fine. Do do what you got to do to maintain. Maybe you hit that, hit that peak stressor point and you're going to be breathing really heavy to get yourself calmed down so you get back to your cadence, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think with um, trauma, historical trauma, I'm sure that the the, the breath nervous system, of course, is agitated, mm. and that pattern is in the in, in our system, and is exposed under stress or duress. And I, I th- I'm, you know, I, I think that that's that's one very interesting avenue of exploration is the the, the capacity to use that. Um, that breath intelligently, but you know we have to be able to see ourselves clearly too, and this is this is a big work in in any um, um, I should say many um, self development systems um, like the one I train. But this is this is not new ideas we're training. These are not new ideas my no. teacher's teaching. He's formulated them in the, into a system, but they're not new ideas. They have that, you know long thousands of years history. Um, I think that 
I, I would be very interested in the his, the roots of Sistema. I think the, the Sistema harks back to the Orthodox monasteries, and I think this was part of their development system. Mm. I, I'm not. Sh- I, I I think the martial aspect developed later in the Orthodox history, mm-hmm. but I think the breathing and the breath work and the type of work we do in Sistema. Um, I'm sure that was a way that the Orthodox uh, monks used. They used this. This is part of the way to, they worked against, uh, we say, against the body um, uh, to control the body, to control yeah. to 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 great, gain a deeper sense and deeper sense of control, mm-hmm. so they could um, uh, develop themselves. Like 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 much like yoga, I think. Okay. In, in this way, I don't know if they had, would have had special exercises. I know we have exercises in systema training, that that's a relatively new, in the form we train is is a, it has some historical roots in terms of folk arts of Russia. Yes. But also, um, I think other arts from around the planet were introduced to it, and it was formulated into the system. And I'm sure they brought in they brought a quite a lot of psychological ideas into the training method. Mm. Um, um, so I, I find that very interesting. I'd, I'd really that's something that I would be interested in exploring further. The deeper roots around that. I mean, some teachers uh, talk about it, but of course we're training combatively, so it's not most people's interest. It's it's generally people find their interest in Sistema, um, and and they develop it. Hmm. I think you know you, you touched on this idea that um, there's some psychological ideas embedded mm-hmm. into the methodology. One of the very first things you get introduced to mm. in Sistema is the phrase "know yourself," mm. which is such a meta-level yeah. um, encouragement. When you look at the the methodology, not all Sistema systems are this way, but the one that we train under is that it is characterized very much about developing your own way. Mm. When you take that type of methodology and you layer it on with um, some of the training methods, the breath work, Mm. um, the self-reflective aspects that you're working with different partners, Mm. that you're experiencing success, you're experiencing adversity, Mm. right? But it's uh, all happening. But I think that inherent self-reflective aspect and the encouragement to know yourself with the exposure to the adversity, I don't know, it all ties it together. And anybody who's pursued it, for a period of time has kind of really caught the bug, so to speak, mm, right? Yeah. Do you think outside of, of that, is is there any other things that you think that um, you feel or you can pick out or identify that you think would would fall under that, that kind of uh, idea that that there's some kind of engineering happening there in terms of the introduction of principles or ideas from a psychological point of view? or I think it's embedded in the in the system. You don't even need to talk about it for it to be there. You know, I think the way we train, the way you teach, and uh, Lauren teaches, and and oh, the system, the system encourages development. And and you can see that the Sistema teaches, and the Sistema has a certain humility. Um, I find a certain camaraderie. Um, I I find that. Um, it produces this safe environment, you see, and and you develop trust in your colleagues. Yeah, you do. And, and even when you, you like, even when you, um, what would I say? From my experience, when I've basically lost my cool, you could say, 
mm-hmm. um, or I've been a little bit um, not seeing my partner where they're at and um, maybe training too hard or not too hard, to, not hard enough. Um, I think I think this is all psychological work, psychological emotional work, and and I think that it provides a, a certain. I think we need communities, and I think a lot of men and women need communities. Particular, I find. I mean, we. I, I think this is this is great for men, particularly. Mm-hmm. I would say because it it fosters this this um, this positive male. Um, relationship that's not really hierarchical but you know you you don't have to prove anything to know who's in the pecking order you know we, we you, you just know and it's okay and there's nothing um you know uh, you don't really have to prove anything it's just it's just we're all in it together we're all have on this journey marching towards this sort of goal um we all have different goals but um, we're supporting each other in that journey, and so sometimes when I find myself losing my shit, basically, I've found that the system has been pretty good. Uh, it's been good in that sense. It's it's a, it's allowed it as long as there's a sort of a there needs to be a kind of acknowledgement uh, for me personally that I have done that, uh, but not it's not I don't know if that's necessary as well because mm. sometimes we just do. But um, if people are, are kind of coming and being foolish bullies or the silly behavior that's not okay and the instructor will sort that out and that's not that's not systema we're systema is a system we're training ideas and principles um like i, I liked what um, one of the, the the guy from la who's got the the big english guy what's his name martin wheeler, wheeler, wheeler said yep i'm not teaching you guys to fight i'm te- teaching you guys systema i thought that was great because it takes a lot of that that kind of posturing, I find, uh, out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and, and I'm not against competition. I think competition has its place. But mm-hmm. I think Sistema is, it, it has a, um, it, it fosters this commu- good positive community, this camaraderie, this support. Yeah. That a lot of men get from, I, and I'm not, I don't want to exclude women, but we're talking about us right now, right? Yep. So we're yeah, talking yeah. about men. I think this is important. You know, there's huge, high suicide rate in New Zealand, young men, it's shocking really worldwide why is that you know these men and what's happened they just they 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 they, um abused traumatized they've lost their way they have no purpose they don't know how to orientate themselves they don't have the support well you know i've seen this tremendous support in this community and Mm. i've seen how how much it's um it it it, um for me from from my experience it's always something i can return to where i know i've got people around me who I can trust uh, and I feel safe with them and and we can we can train hard mm. uh, but it's okay and, and I can mess up sometimes and it's still okay yeah generally within reason you know within reason mm. I mean um, um, you know a couple where do we say um, uh, if 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 the couple were harder if playing on the harder you've moved out you've it's turned into a fight. It's no longer capoeira. Right. It's turned into something else, and 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 it's stopped. The capoeira itself has stopped. The game play has stopped. It's turned into something else. So, in capoeira, they kind of have an interesting attitude. They don't. They don't um, look down on that, but it's it's turned into something else. And in sistema, we we have this. 
fine line because you see people we can sit back quite comfortably in our couch saying oh yeah no i'd never do that i'd never get like that you know but when you're under stress man and you've got some dude or woman who's kicking your ass and you're frightened and out of breath and it's hurting like shit yeah well you got to make some decisions and how are you dealing with that or like um recently with a colleague we're training um I got a bit triggered off because in the kickboxing gym there was some stuff going down. I was really, really, oh, geez, it's, it's heavy. Um, it wasn't that heavy, but it sort of got into me, um, really, um, and it pulled something out of me. And, right. um, you know, I had to, I, I was in it. I was in my fear and reacting in this kind of, I'd got out of relationship with my partner fully. But only for a split second, but, and then the but a split second was was all it took, right? Uh, that's the self development, you see. Yeah. I, I think you see all the 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 um and and the and the the our teachers, our sistema teachers. I don't. I've never seen them lose 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 it. Maybe they have in their training along the road. Yeah, I mean, I've never experienced it. No. Myself, um, I have seen it happen. Um, so I've I've trained in other martial arts, and I've journeyed with some of those teachers to mm. seminars to support them to go, um, and and I've seen them kind of lose their cool or or yell or swear at people and stuff like that. And um, unfortunately for me, that often kind of was the time to say goodbye because I'm like, well, you know, that's um, for how I perceive like the attributes that you're trying to develop in yourself right uh or that should come out of this pursuit mm-hmm. um i don't know um of course like if it was a, a really serious situation or you know you got to express yourself in a certain yeah. way okay no problem mm. but if you're going into a seminar people mm. are coming in should be a safe environment you know it's yeah. like a family environment you know there's kids teenagers and adults all on the mat and the the teacher starts yelling and swearing and telling people to stop fucking around mm. Nah, nah, not okay in my no, book, really, you know? No, it doesn't yeah. show a lot of development. You see, what you're talking about, we see with um, uh, Mikhail and Vladimir, I mean, they. I think, I think Mikhail says, stay professional. Mm. And I, I kind of respect that. And he's got a lot, I respect him. And, I, and there's, he, he's got a lot of mana, this guy, this man. Um, but it comes because people trust him. Rob, because he's could, could you do me a favor? Because we have people listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in New Zealand, mm. and I know what mana means. Ah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's a really important term. Could you just kind of explain it, just really, really briefly? It's 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 basically something like being respected, having that authority, that 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 um, that um, like you might um, respect somebody who was um, a leader. Right. Who was like a natural leader? Like a natural leader. Yeah. Um, somebody maybe who had some deeper authority and in, in, in a tradition, um, like the leaders on the Amarai and our Māori culture. You know. Yeah. And I'm not saying all of these people do. You know. Uh, but mana is, is, is it's not prestige. Mm. It, it's something you could say like that, but it's not really that. It's a self authority, a self respect. Yeah. People respect it and see it. 
it's an internal power. It can be felt. It can be felt and seen in their behavior. So we see that with people, uh, Vladimir, in this. We see this. Or, you know, in the beginning when we were talking, you described Patrick. Yes. Well, he, he definitely, it's the same thing. Had some mana. He carries that. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I'm sorry. It, I think it's a really great term. Mm. And I actually think there's a lot of really great things that come out from a Teo Maori worldview mm. that are mm. very helpful. Um, and as we start to interchangeably use some of this vocabulary from Tereo, mm. from Maori culture and a Teo Maori mm. worldview, mm. just for people who might be listening sure. yeah. in America, Canada, wherever yeah. they are in the world, um, if it comes up in conversation, I'm just trying to break it down mm. so people yeah. can kind of get an idea. So sorry, you're saying, yeah. uh, Mikhail, mana. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, yes. But it, people are not, um, people respect him and they respect his power, but they're not frightened of him. Mm-hmm. If you're not frightened in a in a way where he's bullied them or beaten them down into submission, although we know we know what power he has and what you know, but he 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 fosters this very positive relationship with his students, and he can he can um, you know he can he can really push your buttons, but he's calm. Well, and this is the thing, you know, we come back to this kind of um, conversation of martial integrity. Mm. Um, and, you know, Michael is, is he's got no worries and mm. he'll show a variety of work. Now, mm. that has brought him into some controversy mm. in some circles, Definitely. right? Um, and so what people don't understand is what the pedigree of that man is. I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And so you'll get somebody beaking off and talking about martial integrity yeah. and not realizing that, that he's a very dangerous man. Yeah. Very, very dangerous man. A war man. veteran. Yeah. Um, and, and, and a significant, um, f- well, yeah, I mean, you probably know more, you know more about his history than me, but exactly, this is right. I mean, he's, he's been there and done that. And, and so that's the thing, you know, and, and I often think that, this is one of the unfortunate um, things that we see that can come through out of um, social media. Mm. You know, every well, hey, and look at us. You know, we're we're broadcasting on the internet. Yeah. You know, it's it's a changing landscape, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's just to me always really unfortunate when people start kind of slandering others in that that respect, right? Yeah. Um, and ridiculous because they don't know, you know, what it is. Now, that being said, how long do you have to be the most dangerous man? And we all get older. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think this is the thing. It's like this conversation is that if you have somebody who is a martial arts master and they get older, they don't need to be the the, the dominant person that's like wrecking it, the, like wrecking everybody. Like, like they have more to give and they can teach. Um, and like, where does the line from the practitioner to the teacher mm, happen? Mm, right. Mm. Um, and how long do you hold on to this notion of yourself as a practitioner? Mm. And can it coexist as a teacher? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think the, um, with regard to the, uh, I wanted to come back to something, Tyson, the, with regard to, yeah, it's systema looks kind of weird. It can. It looks kind of funny. Uh, it's how you know. It's like the the kind of the way we move naturally. It's like not stylized martial tradition. You know, traditional martial art doesn't look like kickboxing or you know. It, it, it looks strange, and I think people. It's hard for people to 
to believe it, to to believe to 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 feel it's valid. I guess the the, crit, the crit, people who are critiquing critiquing it. Yeah, you know, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These kind of you know YouTube ninjas who are out there, you know, putting everything down. Um, I think the I think until you've tried it, it's anything. Is you know it's hard to judge it. I mean, it does get judged by these. Um, you know these these these, you know this DK Wu, uh, Brad I think Brad um, Scott fight. This was an interesting, important fight. You know, um, DK Wu is a very he's a sistema guy. Mm-hmm. He you know that fight he was really, you know, this guy really had him on the ropes. But you know, DK Wu did last the rounds, but. Uh, I think he he probably would have had to have trained more in that frame MMA frame to really and, and saying that this guy was a good fighter and he's a big guy but you know whatever we're going to get these comparisons we're going to get people saying ah oh, I, I still haven't and, I still haven't seen it oh well you know I mean yeah it's it's you, 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 I have, I don't know where he's coming from but I have to admire his guts to stand up there and do it but I, the other side of it was was he you know he was was he um the question is where he was coming from and where where you know what was going on for him when he was when he was saying these things that led to the fight yeah uh, but what i want i want to what i want to say is with with the um the deeper work it's a bit controversial uh the ideas of no touch which has been kind of ridiculed a bit uh and people think it's ridiculous and I don't feel that, and 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 I say from all my years of Tai Chi, it's very hard to even then judge the, you know, to it's not something you can make solid to the the, the non physical aspect of the training, the intention training or the spirit training, sending your energy field, uh, feeling into your energy field. It's hard to validate that. How the hell do you do that? Well, it's pretty. I, I got a really easy example. Mm. Okay. You ever experienced, hasn't happened to me for a long time. Mm. When I was like a teenager, um, you know, 14, 15 years old, I'm out in a group of guys, mm. right? And there's a guy there and I got a problem with that guy. And we are, we're staring each other down. Mm. That's energetic, mm. right? Definitely. Um, and then one of us is, we're, we're making a decision. Are we, even before we've talked, mm. <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, are we going to fight or not? Mm. And one of us decides not, mm. well, that's no touch work as far as I'm concerned. How yeah. is it any different? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, true. You're not laying hands on anybody. Um, you're not talking to each other. Maybe this is interesting. This is interesting. Around energy. energy you, hear, you hear a lot around energy work, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about it. And, and, and we try to train people to manage anxiety. We, 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 we work to train people to deal with anxiety and um, to increase their level of intensity for asking when you're t- talking about assertiveness skills. Um, sometimes we need to decrease our energetics. Sometimes we need to increase the energetics. But what does that really mean physically, energetically? The thing, one of the things that I've talked to you about that's really showed that up for me was working with horses. Yeah, with, okay. I'm, I'm this, happy that this, you're going to raise this because yes. I want to hear more about this. Yes, I think this is very. This was a real eye opener to me because it was still after many years. It was still a question. I 
you know, I'd had some experiences, but, you know, for myself, you know, I trained what I thought was an increasing intensity of the energy field as my mind deepened, expanding the energy field, sending the intention out. These deep ideas, which are absolutely yeah. valid, that's what we train. And I, and I you know, um, and there's a purpose. So, but it wasn't until I started this natural horse work and the horsemanship work and the equine therapy that sort of um, segues into that. Basically, when you're in an arena with a horse and you need to get a horse or or, or, or a field, you know, uh, to to get a horse to to move around the uh, the arena, you have to increase your energy. You have to, otherwise, the horse is not moving anywhere. Right. If you just ask without any energy, well, the horse ain't gonna work. I, the horse ain't gonna move. And um, you know, one thing talking about men, which is very interesting. Mm. Um, one of the things my um, the teacher my, my 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 friend I would say she's my friend and, and and colleague and teacher she she one of the things she teaches is to get people to develop intention because she's trying to help people to develop intention the understanding of energetics building intention and decreasing there, there's this thing we have we, we uh, did maybe, I lose maybe you there? no no you didn't lose me it made me think that maybe a bridge for a person who would hear the word energetic mm. and say, that sounds, um, that sounds weird to me. Maybe you replace that with intent. Well, intention's part of it. I, I think, um, you see, the, we, we get the, the, the people doing the work that for the first time or whatever to, to hit the side of the arena with, you know, as if they're really angry. They're going to whack that tail on the bloody side of the arena. Right, but really interesting to see different people's reaction to that, because some people just hardly touch it, you know. But they're whacking it hard, but they're hardly hitting it. Yeah, and then some people really whack the shit out of it, and then um, then there's all in between, right? Yeah. But what we're trying to do is is get people to 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 come in contact with their power. So what it does is it shows up where people are with power. And, and, and hitting lightly might be a sign of how they've had power over them. Mm. Sitting hard might be, hitting it hard might be that too. Um, and, and vice versa. But, but in terms of the energy work, if you don't bring your energy up so you really hit that, well, there's no intention there. It's really interesting. And if I can make a connection with um, some martial arts training, right? One of the first martial arts that you trained and got experience mm. to was Gojuru yes. Karate. Um, did you ever utilize um, a Kiai? Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. And uh, Kiai is very energetic, mm. right? Definitely. Um, were, were you at the seminar when Quan Lee came and yeah, visited yeah, us? Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. And um, I remember I had this funny memory of it. Mm. Uh, Quan got us and, you know, go do a couple push-ups, yes. stand up and yell and clear yourself out. Yeah. And in the beginning, everybody was like, yeah, <laughs> like they're very, very couldn't get it out because um, I think because of social anxiety. Yeah. Right. Is it, and taboos on that. Yeah. Socially. Yeah. In our culture. Mm. And then we all got over it and then it did become very energetic. 
right? Um, so yeah, very interesting kind of kind of segue. Yeah, there's a lot of power in that, and, and all these cultures and systems have, I think, believe in some way. Generally, I mean, these cultures we're talking about are very sophisticated. These Asian, these uh, China, we're talking about China and Japan, I think, right? Yeah, or Korea, mm-hmm. these and other cultures too. But and we have it in the West too. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Sistema showed that to me, actually. Um, but with the with uh, just with the with with the horse and the hitting the tail on the side of the arena, so so what what, what do you mean by the tail? So, uh, you, so, to, so we hold this rope. Just we you, you move the rope to to get the horse like a lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, okay. no. You're just holding it. It's like it's like the horse's tail. It's like you holding the rope like the horse's tail, and when you move the rope, yeah, the horse will tend to move. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but you have to have the energy with it. If there's no energy with it, the horse will just... Look at you. Ju- yeah. Judging. Well, <laughs> um, but what I found was, because I'd done this training, that uh, my uh, my intention was strong. And when I put my intention out, the horse moved. Yeah. And I was absolutely amazed. I wow. was amazed because... Because the horses are very sensitive because they're prey animals. Yeah. So they're very, very sensitive. They, could, they can sense a pride of lions, you know, miles away. Yeah. They have to be aware. So, um, But if you don't increase your energy, the horses are, are not moving. And if you get the horses moving really hard, fast, oh no, sorry, um, um, say they're galloping around the arena, mm. you can even do it with a herd of horses galloping around a field. You can get them galloping. But to calm them down, to slow them down, to stop, guess what? You've got to calm your energy down. So you've got to you've got to calm down. Wow. You've got to calm down. And as you calm down, the horses slow down. Wow. And if you want the horses to move again, you've got to increase your energy again. Yeah. And so that's what I mean. It shows something that this is this is not it and you don't have to have a lot of movement with that. Like mm. Rosemary, um, she she doesn't even have, she hardly has to have, have to move. She can, she can, and I've felt it with her. Mm. Uh, it's incredible. It's it, what it did for me was validated a lot of this internal work. These these kind of deeper ideas because it, 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 it gave you a real tangible uh, outlet to uh, do it. It, it. it showed it to it, it demonstrated it. Wow! And um, that's why you know. Maybe you come out and have a go yourself sometime. I'd but, love to. Yeah, but this is awesome, and I think that um, people will dismiss this because there's a lot of um, charlatans out there. But there's 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 plenty of people out there who are not charlatans who have really developed this. And I would I would say none of our our teachers who show this non touch. Well, you make of it what you may. I've mm. never experienced it. I don't know if you have. But I know Mikhail uses his his development for healing work too. The the only listen the only way that I've edged up upon it has been with contact. Mm. Okay, so it's in a general free play, mm. punching, kicking, throwing. Mm. Okay, you work with somebody who's powerful but has control, um, and it's not uncommon, right? If you have to demonstrate, so. For example, if I have to go demonstrate in front of a group and we mm. know each other, it's a little bit easier because we know each other. Mm. If I have to go into a strange environment no. with a different person, mm. right, it can be really difficult. Yeah. You know, maybe they're going to resist too hard or whatever. 
And you see this with some teachers who have to do this work, right? Mm -hmm. Is that they will put, you know, work a bit soft, see how the person is. If, um, if they're working really strong and resistant, but not soft, they might give them a whack or two. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. that hurt. They don't want it. They don't want a taste of that medicine again. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I've been on the receiving end of that. You work with somebody, right? You get, oh, that hurt. That hurt. Okay. You don't want another one. Well, then you see them. They present it like they're, you know, they could do it. You move out of the way. To me, that is real pragmatic, no touch work. It's not, to me, it's, it's not, it's not false. You are trying to keep yourself safe. Absolutely, and I, what I—I I mean, I've talked to you about this before, but um, one of my learnings uh, in the systema training was um, with our friend Prane, and um, he really opened my eyes up to this. Um, you know, we talk about the energetic field, expanding the field, feeling into the field that the uh, sphere of, um, that surrounds us. Yeah, um, and as we go deeper, that expands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, these these are very um, subtle. Um, we can't really settle the, we can't really experience these deeper levels from the superficial part of the mind. We generally, most of us exist in most of the time. Mm-hmm. We try to exist in a deeper level and, and, and access that and, and, and build that up over time. That's the idea with these systems. Yeah. But, um, I, I might have been with you even. Um, you were, st- I think it was you striking me and, and I was really starting to shrink into myself. Yep. I was shrinking down in pain. And because it was really quite gnarly, and um, and I could see my, I was I was feeling the pain, and I was I was sort of going inwards, and my posture was changing slightly. And Prani said, "Send your spirit out, Rob," and and I and I did, and my my, my energetic feel, I'm sure this is what it felt like, it validated that again because when I did that, my sense changed, mm. and it was still hurting. But my energetic was out there somehow. However, however we perceive that, whatever we think of that, it mm. made a significant difference. Mm. And that's a term that comes from Sistema. Um, and, and I think that's, that's, that was for me a very nice way of experiencing that. Um, that, that, I, I, I termed it field, but I quite like the, 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 the words send your spirit out. Yeah. I, I like that. That appealed to me right at the right time, and it made quite an energetic feeling shift for me. Yeah. Mm. Rob, I, I have one thing I was keen to talk to you about, because mm. uh, we're about an hour and a half in. Okay. Okay. Um, just, you know, for grounding, mm. for timing. Um, so there's a lot of traditional therapy that happens that's talking therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. I would be really interested to hear your thoughts on alternative therapies mm-hmm. and the use of, I guess, something like a breath and movement system like Systema mm. and how you feel it could offer some therapeutic benefits in combination with talking therapy. Because um, I feel that relying uh, exclusively on talking therapy can be a barrier for some people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the ability to go journey that far, mm. uh, to pay attention or to deal with it. And it doesn't provide them an outlet as well. And I have this interest and I have this, um, belief 
that breath and movement systems in combination with a therapeutic approach could be very important. Um, but I'm just curious, you know, you're a working professional mm. in the field. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, I think you're, I, I'm a 100% advocate um, for Sistema being used therapeutically, and I've used it therapeutically. And and um, we, I used it working with refugees mm-hmm. in, the, in the resettlement centre I worked in. And it was quite simple because these people have not trained. They're not trained like the audience we're talking to is generally trained or, or ourselves. So they don't have all that background knowledge. So we have to keep it simple, yeah. very simple. Um, and one of the uh, – and so what I thought was the talking, you know, we were doing a lot of talking, talking about anxiety, giving plenty of information. And from my side of it, I felt it was like these – Guys, you know, sometimes we did some quite good, you know, um, creative stuff like drawing, and that can be really awesome and different things. We had a check. We, so, I tell you what we did. Yep. What I what I decided to do, um, and it was very effective. So, what what I did was, I thought, how can I bring the systema this these ideas into the work, into a therapeutic work? So, this is group work. This is not individual. It has application in individual work. Um, but what I did was I basically just taught them breath and I got them to, that's, that's the main principle I taught. And the way I taught them that was mm. I would bring them into the group. I'd bring them in, sit them down. I'd have uh, Tibetan, I don't know if you know Tibetan singing bowls. I'd have them on the boom. Yes. The um, boom on um, sort of medium-ish volume. But medium-ish volume is quite low, and of course they're coming in, and mm. I'd do my process with, you know, we'd have a bit of a process uh, settling into the group, and then I'd ask them if they could hear the music, and none of them could hear the music, of course, just above the muffle and the talk. So I said, yeah, well, we, we, we need to settle ourselves down, mm. and this is how we're going to do it. So I got them sitting comfortably, up and straight, you know, good posture, good structure, mm. feeling the body, whatever that meant for them. Breathing through the nose, out through the mouth, you know, cleaning the brain, um, cleaning the body, feeling their breath, like so listening to their breath. Um, just they close your eyes if they want. I said if they go to sleep, no problem. Just see if you can listen to the, get to the point where you can hear the music and just do the breathing. And so what we would do is we, these guys are just, get into these really deep states and some of them would report back to me that like they'd never had a sleep like that for a long time yeah and um they they were they were amazed that they could actually get into that state and it was through doing that simple exercise Mm. that these guys got a really solid experience which they could take away. The other thing I did, which was really good that comes from Sistema, was this trust exercise. So moving people around through a group, mm. one, the person being uh, pushed from behind uh, by the hands, um, having their eyes closed, navigating through the group. This was a very, very um, effective exercise for building trust and safety in the group Yeah, because they had to take care of each other and they had to, they had to step across cultural religious, um, ethnic, um, language boundaries. Wow. And you could, these guys at the end, the, they'd come into a relationship. Now, that's, that's, not, that's not a small thing, yeah. really, actually, yeah. especially these guys coming from war zones, escaping paramilitaries, urban gangs, the whole gambit of um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of stuff they're bringing into the but room. They're bringing a lot in, and they're not they're not psychologically minded. Some are very, some are. Yeah. But um, you don't have to be. The other thing I did try mm-hmm. was which was which uh, after all the th- th- I did it with two people. It was a little bit. Um, I had to be careful because we're not really touching, but we can touch. But it's you have to be very careful. Mm. Was the placing pressure on the body, finding the pain point, getting person to the point of pain, teaching them to relax and breathe. Yes, and um, we, people don't usually learn breath in that context. No. But the the anxiety is at that level of pain, which mm. is absolutely sits fully as a, in a therapy sense for me. That is where it is on a physiological, emotional level. You can teach people to release and relax at that point. That's something significant therapeutically. Yeah. And, and, and after those sessions, I asked these guys, how did they find it? And they, they, they both reported that the best thing they did was that. Cool. Or the most effective thing. Not, not, <laughs> you know what I mean? It had a significant impact on them. Yeah. So in those experiences that you shared you were working within um, a paradigm that put quite a lot of, um, I guess, barriers in terms of what you could Mm. potentially do, right? If you were then to say that you were to bring some of these teachings and ideas, Mm. um, but outside of that, so you would have a little bit more autonomy with a group or something Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. like a retreat or something like that, um, how would you see it being played out? Absolutely. Well, you do the work around trust and safety, but then I think the movement is very important. Yeah. I think the movement, especially functional movement, the way we train movement from the ground up and down and some contact and the breath work and the kind of work you can do in the group, I think this is, this is development. This, this, has a, this has a lot of capacity for self-development. It really makes me think that me and you need to maybe um – consider organizing something like that yeah you know yeah maybe once a year yeah you know get a group roll it out um and yeah just experience a little bit of the training i actually almost envisioned that it would be not maybe something for the regular training group right like because everybody's training who trains regularly they know what Mm. they're doing they're Mm. going through it Mm. i actually almost envisioned it as something where it's like you know what if you've heard about it or you've seen it you want to come try it and you got to focus in terms of um wanting to develop yourself come down for a healthy weekend experience some of this stuff and then there'll be feeder you know and come down and train with the club here in auckland or if they have access to another club somewhere else right yeah. absolutely i mean if we're, t- we're talking a bit more probably more towards this, possibly towards the self-development I think aspect so. of the system of work. Yeah. So you are appealing probably to a slightly different audience, but not necessarily, but possibly. But and I 100% believe there's mm. a lot you can do because I know that um, in the work there's there's opportunity moments where the where people's um, the, the our our I should say our our um, psychological material is there. Yeah. And you can do a lot of. You can do something with it. I think Mikhail, you know, has a good story around this with a guy who got really agitated in class and he overreacted. And um, I think Mikhail had to, or the person he was training with, you know, whacked him pretty hard and he was really distressed. It brought up a whole lot of experience from the past. 
And Mikhail just, you know, slowly calmed it down, got him to breathe, got him yep. walking down, calmed him down. He was calm. And the guy walked around a few times and he came right. Yeah. And you see, this is this is the example of the, the, the modeling and the energetic because he didn't have to do a lot of therapy with that guy. Yeah. He just had to care for him, mm-hmm. calm him down, know that it was okay. He was around and that um, he's okay here. It's yeah. okay. It's okay to have this reaction, but you know, just go and do this. And I thought that was that was a great way of working with this man's particular trigger. Yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah, trigger. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it's it it, it it seemed to work. I'm encouraged. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential that um, Systema is an ongoing development, and Systema encourages to develop your system and to use the system. And yeah, that's one of the things I appreciate. You can bring any martial art into the system and develop that if you want. Yeah, they're not pejorative around that, and they're not precious around that. There's a system that we train, principles we train, but I think that's part of the strength of the system. Well, and and I think that's one of the things is that um, as I get more exposure to it, right. Mm. The martial aspect is just one aspect of yeah. it, but the starting conversation and the majority of the conversation is fo- is anchored in the martial aspect. Yeah, but actually, it's kind of the the shallow end of the pool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like we don't want to be eighty year olds still trying to beat people up. We want to be able to be at the point where we've developed something in ourselves. Obviously, it's cool if you've got some. We, we have skills, but really, the development is in that deeper development. Well, for most many martial artists, not all, but. But for uh, for people like us, I would say. Well, and I mean, that's what I feel Systema has to offer, and mm. that's my hope yeah. for it, you know, because when you talk about um, what are some of the known quantities or variables that you would get out of the pursuit of it, mm. well, you're going to improve your health. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to improve your psyche. Confidence. Yeah, I think you're going to improve your confidence. Um, I think you're going to learn some functional skills. Absolutely, functional. Functionality across a range of movement. Yeah. I think you're going to learn how to take care of yourself and take care of others. Mm. I think you're going to learn how to be able to touch and connect and be appropriate with people and learn mm-hmm. how to do physical contact yeah. Yeah. and not be scared of it. Yeah. Um, and those are just probably the short list. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But all those I would feel confident to say, you know what, you'll get that yeah. if you Definitely. pursue it. And when you lay that down on the table, you know, you got to say, well, why aren't you? Yeah. No, I mean, that's not, that being said, you know, not just trying to get anybody to drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know, people got their thing, they want to play rugby, mm. they want to surf, yeah. they want to do whatever, mm-hmm. all good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No dramas, um, people find it. But I think it's it's always a, a, a hard thing that I have when I know that there's so much benefit mm. to be derived mm. from the pursuit and training of martial arts in general and Sistema in my belief in particular that people shy away from it because they think it's going to be about fisticuffs. Yeah. And yes, you will experience that, Mm. but you know what? That's not a bad thing. You should learn how to experience threat and adversity. Um, How else can you navigate the world? It teaches you how to manage your boundaries and manage your space, manage yourself. And these are important skills. Mm. Hmm. Well, before we um, wrap up and, and mm. close up here, mm. is there any percolating thoughts that you have or things that you, you, you had hoped to discuss that we didn't have an opportunity to? 
I think there's 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 other things that we ha- probably could go f- further into. Yeah. But I think that may be for another time. I really like the. We've covered quite a broad range here. Uh, my 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 professional background is more around psychological work, so that that's been a, quite a strong orientation. But I found that really. Um, I really like the the fact that Sistema um, kind of embraces that, mm. and um, I think that I would like people to see that Sistema is is is, is, a, is, a, is a broad system that has capacity for self development on on all levels. It's, it's not just competitive training, although it may just look it may look like that, yeah. and that's 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 what we kind of do. Mm. But there's more to it than that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, listen, I, I want to say thank you very much. Um, not only have I uh, really enjoyed knowing you and training with you for, for quite a few years now, mm. um, but thank you very much for coming on to the podcast because for me, I really want to start putting this message out mm. a bit. You know, I want people to hear about the good stuff. Um, and if it can be a source where people can uh, learn or get interested in something mm. or it's a, uh, a piece of inspiration uh, or maybe just a piece of uh, entertainment or background noise, who knows? Um, but listen, really appreciate you and thank you very much. Um, yeah. And that's great. us. Thanks for inviting me, Tyson. Um, that's, that's great. I really uh, want to support what you're doing. I think it's awesome. I agree. The message is a worthy message to put out there. All right, brother. Cheers. Well, onwards and upwards. All right. Cheers. Thank okay. you. Okay.